What's up, LB Nation? I'm Ross Dakenai. And I'm Manny Valladares. And we are the co-hosts of Beach Weekly Sports. Beach Weekly! Welcome to our fifth installment of this series. We're going to get into men's volleyball right now. Yeah. And, uh, Manny, you're taking over the beat this year. Oh, yeah. The team is, of course, coming off of back-to-back -back national championships. A lot of new players, though, with uh, the departures of, you know, pretty notable senior guys, you know, from last season. Uh, what have you got for us from them? The team uh, is really trying to, like, get a feel for the, the way they're going to, like, approach the season. Coach Alan Knipe was, like, really talking to me about it, and he was just telling me how, at the end of the day, there isn't that many players who have gotten, like, significant playing time and haven't really had role, or at least like in the past couple years. So now they're getting like pushed into like stuff and they're just trying to figure out the ways of like going about it. It's very hard to adjust from like being a player just from the bench to straight up a championship level team. So we'll see what ends up happening with them. But in regards to their mindsets, their mindsets seem to be pretty good. Uh, one of the leaders of the team who's had like a significant role, uh, Simone Anderson. Uh, he's really chill dude. He was really like talking to me and really making it clear that the team as a whole is still trying to adjust to things. And even him, who's like, you know, one of the players who actually got playing time last year, him trying to adjust to more of a leadership role because of the fact that he's been one of the only people to be in that position. So it's, um, it's obviously new for them, but people like coach, like Alan Knipe and then everyone else, they're comfortable with the position or at least they're comfortable being put into that situation because one thing that he said that I felt was very compelling was the fact that uh not every team is the same going into like every season and that can be said from like you know a, a year to year standpoint but also from like the beginning of the season to the end because he, see, he, he sees this team as a team that's getting better and that will continue to get better to like that very last game that they play like they he sees that sort of development happening so we'll see how it goes, you know, obviously stuff like ebbs and flows, you just don't go a straight trajectory. It's like, you know, you got a little bumps. Yeah, at the time we're recording this, I don't believe the rankings are out yet for a preseason uh, men's volleyball. But um, I hate to make this everything about, you know, the NBA basketball, but <laughs> is there any sort of, you know, like end of a dynasty, like Golden State Warriors type of vibe here where like teams around the league look at Long Beach State Volleyball and be like, hey, you guys kicked our asses for the last two years. Let's let you know it's time for some revenge. Is there any type of that with the team here? Like, do they yeah. try to compare themselves for the last two years or do they really think like this is a new chapter? Like, there's no way we can just like go back and thinking we're the favorites, you know? I mean, from what it looks like, they still have that competitive spirit to them. Like, if I had to compare them to a team, I would compare them to, like, the San Antonio Spurs as a whole. Because I feel like, you know, they've always had, like, a very winning culture. And you could see players are, like, a factory. You know, like, they'll come in, they get used to the culture, and then they adapt to it, and they get really good. And then the whole system is so good just because of the culture that they have based around it. And that obviously starts with the coaching staff. I feel like this Long Beach team is a lot like that. So they might not be as talented or at least like as good as like those past teams are, but I do see them being consistently good in the sense that they will keep on competing. They're going to keep on winning. The extent of which I'm not too sure. I'd probably bet it's going to be pretty high up there considering that other teams as well have also suffered some like talent. You know, like deficiencies, but like drops in talent and having to get used to that and building on that and like developing players. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh, probably some of the most compelling stuff that I got probably came from Coach Alan Knipe and just hearing his wisdom on trying to work with a team that's not necessarily rebuilding, but just restructuring their talent and having to develop it. You know, I, I feel like in our competitions against the opponents that we have played so far in the fall, um, I think there's been some times that we've shown some really good maturity and some good long long chunks of good volleyball but at the same time there's been some immaturity and there's been some um, not prepped and properly or you know not the right attention to detail or maybe some nerves or whatever it might be you know just your first opportunities but the one good pattern that we've shown every every tournament we played each set and each match we played we've gotten better and at the beginning of each day towards the end because we played multiple times in a day we've gotten better throughout the day and that's a sign of you know trusting the process and, and trusting and getting better each time you play the game. They're doing a good job. Well, I'm excited to see your coverage for the team this year. Ooh, um, I mean, same for you too. Thanks, and you're man. gonna be talking about it with Mark later about a uh, mm -hmm. UCLA game and just the team in general. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, so we're gonna jump right in now to men's basketball. I'm here with a special guest, Mark Lindahl. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, Mark's the sports editor for the Daily 49er. Yep. This man's grinding day in, day out to get you guys the content that you want, content that you need. And, yes. Uh, Give uh, the people what they want. Uh huh. It's a pleasure to have him on today. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about men's basketball because yesterday uh, we actually took a Daily 49er road trip over to the Poly Pavilion in Westwood. Um, it was an interesting experience. Um, driving there was pretty hectic. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely something that, while it was very time consuming, I think is a very eye opening experience for people who may not have been able to report in different settings than they're used to. Because um, something that I think is very important is stepping out of your comfort zone and being in a place where you don't know the people, you don't know the lay of the land. There's different rules. You kind of learn how to be malleable and adaptable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being from Texas, yep. you mentioned multiple times, like, dude, I'm like the nicest driver out here. Everybody's cutting <laughs> me off. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Um, I swear we were sitting at one red light, and we probably watched it change three different times because people just, they just cut you off. Come on, we got to look out for our fellow people. Mm -hmm. Come on, L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, and then as soon as we got onto campus, we were kind of, you know, taken aback just because of how, like, amazing it looked. Right. I, I personally hadn't been there since I was, like, 15 on, like, a college visit. And I believe you haven't been there at all, right? Right. First time for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we got to the pavilion, we were just, like, in awe. Like, you know, when you're actually there, it's pretty breathtaking. Right. It was, um, it was definitely the biggest stadium that I've been to personally. And when you see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 33 below it, it just it gives an aura in the arena that greatness has happened here and it might happen again while we're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before the game, um, you know, immediately from our security check-in, you know, we, we did face some hostility. You know, the security lady was like, oh, you guys are from Long Beach. You know? Yep. Like, giving us a hard time. Like, yep. uh, you know, good luck. Like, you're you're going to have some fun, but you're not going to Right. Win. There wasn't too many um, Go Beach shirts yeah. in the audience. Right. But... And then just uh, before the game, pregame, uh, I was out there watching, the, you know, our team warm up. The Some of the UCLA security guards, you know, just talking about, like, hey, did you know that they're called the Long Beach State, the beach? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. These oh. guys. 
And then I'm just overhearing them even more. They say, and did you know, like, their newspaper is still called the Daily 49er. And they're not the Daily Beach. And I'm like, okay, I got to interject. I was like, okay, what did yeah. you say? I was just like, yeah, it sucks. This is life for us. And then they're like, yeah, it's it's just it's just a weird situation. Like, yep. why do you guys not know your identity? It's, it's really yeah. strange to me. And it's a topic that I would like to go in a little more in depth about, um, in the paper so that students could read it. My thing that goes with the implementation of the beach, I feel like too many people are getting hung up on the fact that it's part of Long Beach State, so it just rolls off the tongue weird and doesn't quite sound right. But if if you listen to any commentator during a Stanford game or a Alabama game or Syracuse, um, Syracuse is the orange, Alabama's the Crimson Tide, and Stanford is the Cardinal. Um, it's because those are well-known programs, they don't receive any backlash. They don't get all this, why aren't they an actual thing? Like, like how is Stanford having a gross-looking tree? How is that cooler than being the beach? Like, mm-hmm. everyone wants to be at the beach so I just don't understand why we can't wrap our heads around an object. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't understand why it's hard for us to get it. I think what would solve that problem is the university as a whole making a point to be centered around one theme. Because if you type in longbeachstate.com, it goes to the athletics website, but doesn't even notate anything about athletics. So that someone could get that confused. But then the real website is CSULB. So we just, we ha- I think we can fix this problem. Because it's, it's not on necessarily what the students think. It's, it's what's in writing. So if, if we decide to put Long Beach State on our graduation diplomas then that's what we're called. So I think it just, there needs to be more, um, come togetherness because it feels like there's a divide between the two entities. Mm -hmm. If you're asking for student interaction, you're, you're getting a lot of students who Long Beach state may have not been the school that they grew up dreaming of going to. Like in my personal experience, I grew up a diehard university of Texas Longhorns fan. I ended up going to Texas Tech, and the only thing I knew about Texas Tech was that Michael Crabtree had a great catch, and that's why he was notable. So coming into Long Beach State, being a student who didn't consistently love this school, I don't have the knowledge and tradition to back a choice that affects people who were here in the past. So that is my problem with asking the students is that a lot of students are commuters. A lot of students haven't spent the time loving the school. And so I think students definitely deserve a voice, but I think it shouldn't be the only voice because there are so many other factors. Right. And so uh, just to get your official stance on it, you you like changing it to the beach, getting rid of 49ers? Right. I don't want to say that I dislike the 49ers because it it goes with the theme of the school when it was was founded. Um, But I, I like the beach more. I honestly think the beach is awesome. And I think it perfectly encompasses what we are because we're like a go with the flow school. 
but we're a place where people want to be still. Mm-hmm. So I like the beach over 49ers, and I honestly love the shark as a costume. <laughs> so, like, you know, sharks are at beaches. Like, why can't we have a shark at our games, too? I don't know why people are getting so mad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty funny. I read a column the other day by uh, Houston Mitchell from the LA Times, and one of the graphs say, but the Long Beach State Beach, what's next? Some team calling themselves the Los Angeles Angels. So, like you said, it's not, like, the most bizarre thing in sports, Right. right. I feel like the reason why we're receiving backlash is because the school has shown that it's not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Long Beach State men's basketball had their season opener for the second year in a row at the Poly Pavilion, yep. as we alluded to. And, you know, heading in, it was uh, pretty surprising right from the get-go. Right. Coach Munson announce the starters and it was something that I personally didn't um, expect it was something that even the press release before the game didn't expect so he went out with Slater um, as uh, expected he was expected to take on the point guard uh, spot right but then you put in Carter the third at the two guard who is supposed to be like a combo guard so I thought he would be replacing Slater for the bench minutes but no he started along with him and then you put Chance Hunter in right away right uh Benching Drew Cobb to the bench, who is a returning junior. Right. One of three returners. And then Jordan Roberts at the four. And then Trevor Irish, seven-footer, right yeah. away, center minutes. Yep. And so right away, I was like, okay, we're, we're in for an interesting one. And it was indeed first half, very gritty. Mick Cronin, you know, ex-Cincy Bearcat, uh, trying to bring some grit to the UCLA program. You know, the grit, the grit showed. Yeah. Know, both teams were just uh, picking up a full court. You know, it was really... Uh, I was talking to Gary Metzger, our advisor here at the Niner. Like, watching the game, it was very, like, pickup ball, like, schoolyard ball. Like, right. one assist in the first half. It was yep. just guys t- going at each other, iso ball, pulling up for three. And it worked for us, you yeah. know? Yeah. Six point. Yeah, it, it showed that we, that we have the, the desire to be one of those teams who works hard. And in college, not every team has elite-level talent. But if you have elite-level work ethic then that will show up. And so I think if if you tuned in for the game last night, you saw the beach just really getting into it, not backing down in the paint, even though there was a little bit of a size advantage for UCLA. You saw new players who hadn't been in here, like Chance Hunter. He showed supreme confidence. He was chucking it every minute he was on the floor, he was shooting it. So, so I think that even though we weren't able to pick up the win, I think that... While there's no such thing as a moral victory because it never feels good to lose, I think that the team at least learned that it can hang with anybody based on its want to do so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you just mentioned it. Yeah, the game was you know a battle of grit and working hard. And at the end of the day, like UCLA still kind of got bailed out just with its pure talent right. and, and continuity. These players will understand what to do. And seeing them last night... I think I can say that they have the want as well. My guy, Mark Lindahl, it's been fun having you on. Yes, sir. Thanks I for having me. I hope you enjoyed uh, you know, making your, your debut on the Beach Weekly Sports Oh, yep. Podcast. You'll, you'll see me again some more. Yeah, we got we to gotta do this more often, man. Thank you so much. Alrighty, Thank you. All right, LB Nation, I'm just going to preview some of the upcoming games for Long Beach State Athletics for the week of November 11th. On the 12th, we have men's basketball at Stanford. On Tuesday, 6 p.m., you can check that out on the Pac-12 Networks. And then on Friday, the 15th, we have women's volleyball hosting UC Santa Barbara at the Walter Pyramid at 7 p.m. And then on Sunday, we have uh, women's volleyball hosting Cal Poly at the Walter Pyramid at 7 p.m. as well.
That's been our episode. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Beach Weekly Sports. This is Ralston Dak and I signing out. Mm-hmm.